This week, we could eat a peach for hours while we watch Face Off. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm John Rooney wearing the face of Patrick Bromley. I mean, you looked really good today. I, know. I was going to say something. Yep. Very handsome. I'm saying, man. <laughs> uh, and this you week... look awful, by the way. <laughs> Mostly because we didn't trade faces, I just took yours. Oh, yeah, no, I'm terrible. Yeah. Sure. Also... What's uh, good to know is even without a face, I can still smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Just clench it in your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, if you haven't figured it out, uh, this week we are discussing the 1997 John Woo, Nick Cage, John Travolta, Insane-O-Rama <laughs> face off. Yeah, it is a pageantry of horror. Yeah. Yeah, it is an absolute just night terror made into film. Uh, face off is, uh, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, one of the first American John Woo movies. Uh, he had made it uh, sometime after his American debut of Hard Target. Uh, and it's probably, I would say, the quintessential American John Woo movie. Sure. Uh, in I think a producer sat him down, showed him Wild at Heart, and said, But, like, what if guns, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Face Off begins, like all movies do, <laughs> with the slow, sad strains of violin music and John Travolta cradling a boy on a carousel, while Nick Cage, wearing the porniest of mustaches... <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Uh, ...dyed jet black for yeah. some reason, uh, slowly uh, sets up his sniper rifle, taking a shot at... John Travolta shooting him through his back, th- uh, through his body, and then into uh, the small boy, uh, I presume his son. Yeah. The movie doesn't tell us who these people are. No, later. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, the movie assumes that you've seen the trailers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie assumes that you've seen other movies, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and murders this uh, small boy, and we uh, then see the title card face slash off. Uh, and it's now the present day, and it's uh, five years later, and John Travolta, who plays Sean Archer, an FBI agent who's sort of like a co- or is he CIA? Because the, the CIA sends him champagne. I think he's like a covert FBI operative. They specifically, he specifically has a line that, like, we're so black ops that when we ask for help from another department, they don't even know who we are. Yeah. So, like, he's, like, way off the books. Okay, so he's, yeah. like, a JSOC guy. Something yeah. like that. He's a regular yeah. G.I. Joe. Gotcha. Which one do you think he'd be if he was a real G.I. Joe? Snake Eyes. No, right? It has oh, to be Snake Eyes. You think eyes. he'd be Snake Eyes? Oh, yeah. Man, he's certainly not Cobra. Well, no. Then he would be in Cobra. Yeah, And sure. not a G.I. Joe. I guess that's fair. Do we just say Snake Eyes because we can't name any other G.I. Joes beyond Duke? No, there's there's uh, there's Snake Eyes, there's the water guy, there's the guy that goes in the plane, and there's the Mega Fortress. Wasn't there also a Ninja guy? That's Snake, That's snake Eyes. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. And then there's He-Man and She-Ra. No. Yes. No, no. no he's wrong. He's right. There's Pac-Man. There's Correct. Ms. Pac-Man. There's oh, Pac-Jr. Yeah. Jr. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, there's, those I remember. Yeah. yeah. There's also uh, the Street Sharks. 
Uh, there are the uh, uh, the um, cowboys of Moo Mesa. Correct. Billy and Jimmy from Double Dragon. Brave Star. Uh, Bimmy and Jimmy from Double Dragon Three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a great show. And inexplicably, yeah. Ryu. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm only familiar with Ryu. <laughs> Whatever. It's a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, it's now the present of 1997 or 96 or whenever. I don't know. This movie also, we should point out, is like almost three hours long. So the, <laughs> the beginning of this film has just been lost in the fog of our memory. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, that was back on beer one. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, uh, Sean Archer and his uh, crew of, of JSOC guys are sitting around waiting to get word. Uh, they're trying to find Caster Troy, played by the insane Nicolas Cage <laughs> oh, at his cagiest. Yeah. yeah. Um, incidentally, guys, this is our first Nick Cage movie we've done. Woo! It took us over two years to finally like dip our toes into Lake Cage. Yeah, you gotta warm up to the cage. Yeah, yeah no. you can't get in. You gotta take a shower first before like, your body temperature <laughs> guys, matches the water. Could you imagine? There must be somebody on planet Earth where their first movie that they've ever seen is a Nick Cage movie, and so that's what they think <laughs> movies are. Like the first movie they saw was Vampire's Kiss. Right, right. and they're like, oh, I guess, I guess microphones are weird on film sets because everybody has to shout so much. <laughs> the remade Wicker Man. Guys, I want you to know this. I went to the dollar store today to buy some of the ingredients for the lasagna I fed you. You're welcome. Nice. And... In their d- discount DVD, they had about... Discounted at the dollar store. Correct. Yeah, okay. so that's so they a quarter had, a piece. They had, well, they had 30 $1 copies. 30, because I counted them. <laughs> nice. Of the Nick Cage Wicker Man. Nice. Only in full screen. <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought it so we could watch it. Well, uh, I don't think you can pan and scan Nicolas Cage, though. I think that removes him from the film negative. <laughs> sure. I mean, it definitely removes the part where he's wearing a bear costume and sucker punches a bunch of women. Boy, that fucking movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyways, uh, we cut then to Caster Troy, played by Nicolas Cage, caging it up. Uh, He is building a bomb out of a bunch of like... Suitcases. Suitcases, yeah. yeah. And then wearing a... uh, Priest robe. Priest outfit. And then wanders off into the LA Convention Center where... Uh, a bunch of kids are singing Handel's Messiah for yeah. some reason? Yeah, like in all convention centers, right. they've got a live choir. Yeah, on every Tuesday, it's live choir day. Yeah. They do the, they do Handel's Messiah. They do uh, little uh, Beethoven's it's, Fifth. Yeah, it's a real conflict of interest when Dragon Con goes that weekend because <laughs> the choir has to clear out real quick. <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. What's Dragon Con? Uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory there, buddy. It's a convention of dragons. Exactly. Is that true? I feel like that's not true. Uh, <laughs> where, where do you think they get together and have their meetings? Exactly. You can't just, you know, meet in a bar. They're all dragons. They need a whole convention center. Mm-hmm. No castles or anything? No. Nah. Buddy, where in America is there a castle? I mean, Castle Loma's in Toronto. That's not too far. That's true. And Castle Rock. Yeah. yeah nobody wants to go to Toronto. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Nice. In what way would it be the American right. Dragon Con if it took place in fucking Canada? Oh, well, yeah. you didn't say American Dragon Con. You just said Dragon I didn't think Con. I had to. Oh, Mark, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I'm a true patriot. Right? This guy knows. All right. So anyways, these kids are singing the Messiah. Nick Cage... <laughs> Castro Troy, he can't handle it. Yeah. He's overstimulated. For the longest time, I would, you know, see clips of this on, like, YouTube videos and, like, funny comedy bits to cut around to of Nicolas Cage, like, headbanging to this choir. And yeah. 
for some reason in my mind it like merged into that fucking Ed Norton priest movie Oh, the, uh, oh, oh, the one where it's him as the priest and Ben Stiller as the rabbi, and they both trying to get to the same Jenna girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for for the longest time, I thought that this was in that movie, and oh, it made no sense. You thought it was from a priest and a rabbi, the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then I saw it in Face Off, and I was like, oh, this makes even less sense. There is somehow less context. Yes, you're right. Uh, he then, uh, after headbanging and gyrating wildly. Uh, approaches one of the young, very young, yeah, not legal, super young girls that are singing in this yeah. choir. Uh, she uh, purposely drops her notebook. It's unclear. unclear. Like all motivations in this movie, it's very unclear. He picks it up and then begins telling her that a handle is a hack. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then gets behind her uh, and full on. Two hand grabs her butt ass. cheeks, and nobody does anything about it. Nah, man, they it's... are surrounded by grown-ups. There's... I don't think you remember Clinton's America. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he, uh... yeah, it was a land of fucking thick striped dress shirts and nary a grown-up in sight. Right, right, <laughs> and sexual assault all over town. <laughs> Everybody got away with it. We're just catching up to that now. Cool. <laughs> so anyways, uh, eventually Castro Troy's location pops up because they realize his brother Pollux Troy, played by a guy. Uh, played by, I guess, uh, the the Liam Gallagher of an Oasis cover band. Right. Yeah, yeah. His, his name is like Alessandro Nivola, but I don't want to like butcher it. Um, I don't so want to care to know it. His Alex is, his name is Alex Nivy, I guess. Alex Nivy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good old Avon. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> you did a serviceable job in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Totally serviceable. Yeah. He's and fine. And he is, he is, uh, Castro Troy's, yeah, creepy, uh, mentally unbalanced younger brother. He's on meds. Yeah, he's got some sort of uh, Yeah, issue. some sort of yeah. issue, and he doesn't tie his shoes. Yeah, uh, so anyways, they finally find out what's going on. They're, they cut to this plane, this this uh, private, private jet, jet that they're going to be taking. Uh, Castro Troy is presented with his humidor of goods yeah. that are presented to him wherever he goes as he changes into his all red devil suit. Yeah. Right, so there's already three costume changes over the course of one long walk where he changes from his priest outfit to his long hero trench coat and sunglasses. Yeah. Then changes out of those to smaller sunglasses and, like, I guess his casual jacket? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, His ca- His suit jacket. Yeah, and then he's offered his humidor of goods, which is uh, several joints, some blue pills, uh, a pair of sunglasses... A knife. Some gum. And some chiclets. Yeah. yeah. Guy and chiclets. two golden Berettas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and two, yeah, two sweet, sweet gold Berettas. Uh, so they get on the plane and they're about to take off, but oh no, who should be charging right at their plane? <gasps> but John Travolta's Sean Archer. I forgot to mention that Sean Archer's played by John Travolta. It's true. Yeah. Uh, this is I mean, right. the audience has seen the trailers at least as You're well. right. Yeah. Uh, or they've seen Face Off. It made a lot of money. That's true. <laughs> and it is played on television a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for Face um, Off. Right? This is right after when they get on the plane, the... I think she's... I mean... She's one of the. She's one of Archer's agents. Yeah, 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 yeah but she's like undercover as either like 
the executive of the plane because she's not dressed as like a like a, a, a flight attendant. Right. She's dressed yeah. as like the maitre d of the flight. Well, yeah. it's a private plane. I have no idea what those yeah. people dress like. So she gives right. him like his and snifter. I'll never know his snifter of brandy, and then he's like, he has her sit on his lap, and he says to her, uh, "If I were to send you flowers, where would I? Uh, wait, if I were to let you suck my tongue." <laughs> And just like, would you and, be grateful? And yeah. then he like sticks his tongue out entirely too far. Yeah. Oh sure. Uh, and she's oh, like, he's proven something, yeah. everybody there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's and, a Gene Simmons situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she goes in and starts sucking that tongue. Yeah. Like it's a goddamn popsicle. I almost wanted her to look at the camera and deliver that Vin Diesel, the things I do for my country. Because <laughs> she, you know, she's got to maintain her cover uh, and the movie has to establish right away that uh, Nicky Cage is a bit of a creep. Yes. Which is... As if he didn't when he grabbed that teenager's ass. As if it didn't when the movie cast Nicolas Cage. (laughs) There are some actors who just bring that persona with them. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So now it's a game of airplane v. truck chicken. Yeah. Uh, Airplane wins. Yes, airplane obviously wins. Somehow between the small airplane window and the small truck window and hundreds of feet of distance, Sean Archer... And Castro Troy can actually see each other yeah. and make eye contact and know what's happening. Uh, then it becomes a game of helicopter v plane chicken. chicken. Uh, the helicopter wins that round yeah. by holding the plane down. Uh, Castro Troy kills the woman who had just moments ago sucked his tongue yeah. by shooting her and then throwing her off the plane. Which we know means that he will not be grateful. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, the uh, the plane just can't take off. Even though he kills the pilot and tries to do it, he won't. <laughs> even though he kills the <laughs> plane, I don't understand. Off. I killed the pilot. I shot the windows. Why isn't this plane taking off? How do we fly? John, he was clearly sacrificing the pilot so that the blood would go into the plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Further a real... It. <laughs> it's a real uh, cabin in the woods situation. <laughs> yes, John. Don't you know when electronics get blood in them, they take on the power of whoever's blood it was? Definitely. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I didn't see Ghost Rider, the spirit of vengeance. So all of this mythology is lost on me. Oh, you were missing out. It's the worst Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> that is a low bar. Mm-hmm. It's not even a bar. It's a pit. <laughs> we went under the pit. Uh, so uh, it's one of those like petroleum bubbles that are just <laughs> somewhere. So smelly. Yeah, some fucking mole men are poking at it. So anyways, uh, eventually the plane crashes into a airport warehouse filled with barrels of red dust. You know, like they do. Where do you think they keep all that red dust that's all over airports? They gotta keep it somewhere. Right. And it's in barrels. Whereupon Nicolas Cage with two pistols will murder like 30 guys. Now this is where the John Woo really kicks in because there are kind of three things that John Woo as a director is very well known for. The first is uh, two guns for one guy. Yeah, two guns per guy. Like that Beach Boy song. Two Two guns guns for every guy. guy. 
Uh, Weird song, by the way, looking back. Yeah. Right? No, the Beach Boys had some solid hits. <laughs> um, I think you guys are on different wavelengths. Continue. <laughs> but we agreed with each other in a way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm, little Deuce Scoop is great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you've got the double gun stance. You've got, like, the slow motion dives and doves. Yeah. Uh, and All then, that Max Payne action. And then you've got his predilection and incredible talent at just destroying whatever environments the gunfights take place. Yeah. Yes. It's very important that we point out that every bullet fired in this movie is, A, an incendiary round, and also fifty caliber at least. At least, yeah. And, like, everything leaves a spark trail no matter what. It yeah, is all the bullets, yeah. whatever tracers, the is, yeah. uh, it leaves behind. It, like f- everything you shoot is filled with fireworks. Yeah, because sparks just fly all over the place. We even got like a couple of second art shot of just sparks. Yeah, <laughs> at yeah. one point in this fight. Yeah, they shot spark coverage. Yeah, it was yeah. B roll yeah. that day. A little bit of spark B roll. So uh, this big gunfight ensues. It's pretty pretty great action sequence. Uh, despite from uh, something that happens repeatedly throughout the movie, we'll just bring it up now and get it out of the way. These stunt doubles for Nicolas Cage and John Travolta <laughs> could not be further away from Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. Like they might have well just been like twelve-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah. For how they both got different m- they look, like yeah. much longer hair, a wild height disparity. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. much bigger guys. They're too. beefy dudes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they look like like Schwar- like a Schwar- it's like Schwarzenegger and Stallone stunt doubles showed up that day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a there was a real mix em up on the studio lot. <laughs> right down to the fact that uh, Nick Cage's stunt double has Arnie's old mullet. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't understand. I'm supposed to double for Nicolas Cage. What am I doing on the set of Junior? <laughs> <laughs> I was told to come here to stunt double for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Why is there so much John Travolta in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's my John Travolta impression. Well, guys, you know, we got to get this scene shot today, so make it work. Uh, Great John Woo. Yeah. (laughs) Any other impersonation would be wildly inappropriate. (laughs) Truth. So, in my mind, he's just the guy from Brooklyn. (laughs) Okay. He's a real Danny DeVito. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, there's this great little gunfight. Eventually, though, it's Sean and, and Caster mano y mano guns in each other's faces they both uh, Sean managed to tell them they both only have one bullet left uh, but then it turns out that Caster has zero bullets left and Archer uh, after being taunted for this guy killing his son and not being able to catch him he's gonna get away and he's gonna blow up this place turns on a fucking jet engine blows him into a wind tunnel blows him into a wind tunnel and expl- fucking burns him alive basically <laughs> with a jet engine uh, then uh, goes to work uh, the next day where he is presented with a bottle of champagne from the CIA. Yeah. He's very upset about this. Yeah, no, yeah. he doesn't want it. Uh, the, you know, all of his peers are appreciating the hard work and celebrating in their collective victory against the most wanted terrorist in the entire world. But uh, Mr. Travolta having none of it. Nope. Very cranky, as a matter yes, of fact. Well, he's very upset that some of his fellow officers died in the line of duty. He names them off in the way in a way it sounds like he didn't actually know their names. He's right. just making up names at the top of his head. <laughs> right. He's like well, Winters Pinkus. Pinkus. Kleenex oh, of the box. New, of the New England Kleenex boxes, yeah. yes. Uh, d- door. <laughs> Radiator. This is the shittiest Kaiser Sose ever. <laughs> 
hardwood floor McCarpet head. Uh, so anyways, uh, he's very upset. But they find out that uh, Pollux Troy is the only person who knows where the big bomb is. He doesn't know where it's hidden or when it's going to go off. So they're kind of frustrated as to what they're going to do because Pollux ain't talking. So it's at this point that CCH Pounder shows up. Yep, uh, CCH Pounder. And takes him to the Walsh Institute. Uh, where Created co- by John Walsh. Correct. Yeah. Um, of, of America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, He's cloning all of his other sons. Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Hey, that's... <laughs> That's on theme. <laughs> that is on theme, friends. Oh, that shit's gonna happen later, audience. Oh no! Uh, so <laughs> God. Oh. So, anyways, uh, edit point. Uh, so, anyways, uh, they go to the Walsh Institute, run by uh, Canadian character actor and treasure of my heart, Colm Fior. Um, and he's the doc. He's Doctor Walsh, and he is doing some radical science things at this point. Skater die, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do all of their operations on a half pipe. Yeah, well, it's L.A. in the nineties, yeah. right? Of course. Instead of instead of scalpels, they just put blades onto skateboards and jump over your face yeah. until they cut off the appropriate things. <laughs> doing gnarly grinds on your spinal cord. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, it's not good. Um, they're doing some gnarly shit there, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, basically what they've done is, uh, they, they can basically do two things. One, they can laser beam new ears. Right. You see. Yeah, very useful. Um, uh, pre, uh, basically showing like 3D printing technology. Except uh, with lasers. Except with lasers sure. yeah. and people goo. And people goo, right. yeah. Yeah. Or they can tell him, as they tell him, take off Caster Troy's face. Turns out they're keeping him alive in a coma. They can take his face off. Take off John Travolta's face, put Nick Cage's face on John Travolta's face. In a delightful mix em up. Yeah. And then you got one of those like body switching movies all the time. Uh, you got a, a, a face off at that point. Yeah, yeah you oh, got the well, I, mean, I think it's more like a vice versa or a, sure. like father like son kind of situation. It's like a half of a Freaky Friday. Yeah, it's like a Freaky Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Hey, wait a minute. They're also radically different body types. No. Don't worry. The movie's just like, bah, we'll do plastic surgery. Yeah. A little bit of old, yeah. little nip, a little tuck. Yeah, the movie specifically says, he actually says, we'll get rid of your <laughs> love handles. Which, oh, according God, to events. Body shaming. According to events <laughs> that happen later in the movie, they must also be holding on to his love handles yeah. to reattach after the operation is done. Sure. Mm. Well, no, they... Scored it into Nick Cage, apparently. Right, exactly. Right. But, like, the plan before Nick Cage comes out of the coma must have been, all right, once you go undercover yes. as your mortal enemy and get the coordinates of the bomb and we pull you out and then we put your face back and your love handles back and your scar back? Yeah, his you made gunshot a, scar. Like, point of pointing out? It reminds him that his son, his son was murdered. Right, exactly. Otherwise, you might forget. Whoopsie-doodle. I'm just saying, if I am ever in a place where I am needed to gain weight, I'm doing it the old-fashioned way. I would never let somebody shoot the weight back into me. I'd be like, no, 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 no government. I'm going to the Sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> so you think Nick Cage, when he, spoiler alert, gets John Travolta's face, they're like, well... 
we got all of John Travolta's fat. You want us to, you know, put it up in you? Uh, no. No. No, you take me to a goddamn Denny's right goddamn now. <laughs> Fuck yes, man. There's a Perkins down the road. <laughs> Let's go. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a Grand Slam. I want you to put inside of that Grand Slam a moon over my hammy. <laughs> or I am going to go way off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really need now a scene in a Nick Cage movie of instead of him like screaming the alphabet like Vampire's Kiss just Jesus reading the so entirety good. reading the entirety of the Denny's menu <laughs> and just screaming it at some poor waitress <laughs> I want a side of hash browns I want a side of potatoes I want a coffee I want an orange juice I want a moons over my hammy I want, I want you to make me bacon I want you to make me the bacon out of the hash browns <laughs> I want bacon sausage ham off the bone I want fried eggs scrambled eggs a dead for goddamn omelet uh, so if you are listening Hollywood let's get together let's hook up and make that movie yeah these ideas ain't for free buddy uh, so yes uh, so John Travolta uh, after some hemming and hawing and talking with his wife played by Joan Allen uh, eventually decides to go undercover with uh, as Castor Troy in the jail uh so we can get Pollux to admit where the bomb is, and then he'll come out. Now, it's a real black ops thing. Nobody knows that he's going in except for CCH Pounder, Dr. Walsh, and his, like, partner. Yeah. So he goes home. He says goodbye to his wife. She's very upset. Their marriage is a little, uh, it's on the rocks. A rocky. Because in the last six years since his son died, he has been... Uh, neglecting his family to yeah. chase Castor Troy. He's been yeah. like myopically obsessed with getting Castor Troy. Right. That's his way to deal with the grief of the loss of his son. Right. So, uh, And he doesn't tell his wife. He just tells his wife that he's going back in the field for one last mission. Doesn't say what it is or yeah, like, he what's can't going tell on. Anybody. Well, CCH Pounder made it explicitly clear that he can't tell his wife. Right. Yes. So uh, it's at this point then that um, he gets the... Procedure done. It's a very long montage of medical things and yeah. bloops that goes on. Lots um, of lasers get lasered. Yeah. A lot of really terrible mannequins of John Travolta and Nick Cage uh, with the most half-realistic but half-bizarrely shaped chest hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. Formations. It's very weird. It is odd. Um, so they give him the nip-tuck and the pizzazz and the who-the-wow and... He wakes up and, hey, it's a couple days later because with today's anti-inflammatories, we are told, you can heal in days, not weeks. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah. mind you, anti-inflammatories are just going to help, like, with, with any swelling, swelling and stuff yeah. like that. Not the actual healing of scars no. or, like, making your blood vessels, like... Well, they laser it. They laser yeah. the face on. Oh, you're right. Yeah, right. And Nick Cage at one point says, like, oh, my face itches, implying that the healing process is still ongoing. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, he even gets a little microphone thing jammed into his neck so he sounds like him. Jesus, in a yeah. scene that goes on forever, all the movie needs to do is say, like, oh, I don't, I sound like John Travolta and not Nick Cage. What are we going to do? Oh, don't worry. We've got a, like, a microchip that we can put in your throat. Now let's have you repeat several lines of the movie that we saw five <laughs> minutes ago until it's a perfect match. Peach. I could eat a peach Pe- for peach, 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 peach. While he's like, the doctor's like messing, like in like fucking. Is bleep bleeping. He, well, he's like in fucking Adobe Sound Studio, right, like yeah. messing with waveforms and shit. Dropping some sweet fucking beats on that. He's got some fucking. Some kind of computer with real pressable buttons and knobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You guys don't have like old school Atari controller knobs on your computers? <laughs> How are you manipulating your wavelengths, dude? The fact that this place doesn't have just like literal like test tubes and Bunsen burners like a Frankenstein lab <laughs> yeah, right? my mind. Yeah. Right? So anyways, he becomes Caster Troy. He's very upset about this when he wakes up. Uh, he tells everyone, fuck you, in sequence, just yeah. like that guy quitting and half-baked. Yeah, right. Unfortunately, nobody is cool in this scenario. No. Right. Um, but eventually, they give him a shot. They shoot him up with tracks and get <laughs> yeah. him on the mission. And they send him to jail. So uh, he's sent to this pretty sweet jail. Uh, we don't know much about it. They put a bag over his head when they take him there. Uh, all we know about it is that they have to wear the Super Mario Brothers yep. magnet boots. Yeah. Uh, boots that, like, they're magnetized to the floor. They've got to watch nature shows all day. And they have to watch nature shows all day. And apparently, like, the guards are totally cool with, like, the prisoners having cigarettes and trading contraband. Correct. Apparently. They're yeah. also cool with prisoners just, like, beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. As happens almost immediately when Caster Troy is uh, released into the Gen Pop cafeteria. Now, here's what I feel fucking love about this scene uh, first off Nicolas Cage should uh, his entire skeleton should be Oscars by now as right. far as I'm concerned solid sure. Oscars because uh, he is doing a sarcastic impression of himself right yeah. it's amazing yeah it's awesome it's, it's really so cool. great he is doing a spiteful hateful impersonation of all of his signature traits which is hilarious because he's ostensibly supposed to be doing an impression of John Travolta right and and the, it leads you to believe that the way that Nick Cage views John Travolta is as this sad oh yeah whiny like just like perpetually on the verge of tears loser oh yeah I, I've got a feeling that both of these actors fucking hated each other when you look at their performances of each other mm-hmm. they are not flattering no they are not so immediately uh, Sean Caster Troy Archer uh, now Nick Cage. This is so confusing yeah. to talk about without right. visual aid. Yeah, no. uh, so Sean Archer as Castro Troy is in this uh, super jail, and uh, first person he like walks right by Thomas Jane with some floppy hair, and he's like, "Don't you recognize me?" And he's like, he almost gives himself up. He's like, "Yeah, I." Sean Archer busted you. Yeah. Nailed it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then some guy named Dubov starts punching yeah. the fuck out of yeah. him. Uh, so then they have this big fight where to assert his dominance, Sean Archer as Caster Troy uh, has to go full Nick Cage and Nick Cage has to do an impression of Nick Cage going full Nick Cage. Yes. And when he Which did that... Which actually looks a lot like Nick Cage doing Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of woos, a lot of wide eyes, and yeah. him repeatedly yelling, I'm Caster Troy! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he beats the shit out of this guy uh, and then ends the fight before killing him and then the guards get mad because the guards do a, a lethal weapon, no, no, let them fight circle. Right, the yeah. guards clearly are, like, betting on the prisoners. Yeah, sure. definitely. But when they when he stops the fight and he lets the guy live, the guard who's played by Drew Carey's cross-dressing brother from the Drew Carey show gets very upset and beats the fuck out of him and is like, I stopped the fights in this prison. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, then eventually he gets let out and him and Pollux meet up. Um, and Pollux eventually, uh, through Sean Archer's amazing Caster Troy impression. Yeah, which yeah. is basically, uh, I don't remember much. Where's that bomb we hid? 
Yeah. It's a work of art. We should have put it in the Louvre. But where where did we actually put it, though? I bet you don't remember. I'm Caster Troy. <laughs> uh, it's in the Los Angeles Convention Center, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Woo. Yeah, then immediately blows his cover and walks away. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, uh, the real Nicolas Cage has awoken inside of, out of his coma, because he had his face laser yeah. off. Right. And he sits up like the fucking Undertaker, too. Yeah. Yes. Like, just straight up bent at the waist. Yeah, he wakes up, uh, undoes his bandages, immediately... Makes a phone call. Makes a phone call, and then gives his goons, bring the Dr. Walsh over to have... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, he 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 uh, hands himself some groovy painkillers yeah. from the medicine cabinet. And I got I gotta say, I didn't really pay attention to this part of the movie. I but so he called a couple of his goons to yeah. come over and see him with no face yes. and watch the procedure of him getting John Travolta's face. Correct. But later on. Only his brother knows that he's him, and his goons think that Nick Cage no, is him? No, those two goons do know, because we'll see oh, those two goons again come with him to the hospital. Yes. Oh, So only okay. those two goons know. Right. Because I understand. Uh, well, also, he has those goons come over not just to, like, see him without his face, but to bring him smokes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's able to smoke with no face. Because no face, I guess they left his lip muscles attached? I still don't know how that's so there's to You only get a couple glimpses of his no face face. But there's right. a part towards the very end once he gets in the doctor's like glassesy face. And he's like, you're going to put his face on my face. Put We're going to have a real face on. And then shoot the fat into me and yada yada. Um, you get like a kind of a close up in the reflection of the glasses. Yeah. And it looks like someone just threw a bunch of grape jelly on Nick Cage's face yeah, right. and gave him a joker smile. No, yeah. that's just how he showed up that day. Uh, I mean, fair. Yeah. He, stopped at, he stopped and got a, an Egg McMuffin and it got real gross. <laughs> <laughs> I could eat an Egg McMuffin for hours. Uh. Egg McMuffin. I could eat an Egg McMuffin for hours. <laughs> Uh, this is going to turn into devolve into a lot of Patrick you haven't done a Nick Cage impression I'm holding off gentlemen okay smart smart you know the last time you did this was for Stallone impressions and your Stallone impression at the end turned out to be (laughs) that's likely what my Nick Cage impression is going to be great okay perfect Uh, so anyways now uh, John Travolta as Nick Cage. So they've swibbity swapped. Yeah, they yeah. swibbity swapped. Nicky Nick Nick Nicky Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with uh, uh, Johnny uh, Tease. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say um, wiggity wiggity whack uh, crisscross um, because they do that iggity iggity thing too. Uh, I'm going to stop appropriating culture for a second and just get back to... I, I wish that Christopher Cross had not appropriated culture. <laughs> we should on. never describe Christopher Cross as culture. No, 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 no. I'm talking about... He wore overalls backwards, okay. dude. All right, first of all, I know you're doing a bit, but how dare you speak ill of Christopher Cross? <laughs> that man is an Oscar and Grammy winner. Oh. Yeah, he's halfway to an EGOT. Yes. He Wait a is. minute. And the what minute did that, he get either of those things for? <laughs> well, he won a Grammy for his he won a Grammy for his first album, uh, I believe, and then he won the Oscar God, for the Arthur's theme. Yeah. For uh, <laughs> yeah. Something New York City, oh, and then God. drunk and Dudley Moore is gonna beat up John Gielgud as Butler. <laughs> 
Arthur. Yeah, yeah, don't you remember that movie, Arthur? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. classic. Yeah. Good old... Uh, Christopher Cross is great. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, you don't know. You don't know shit. <laughs> you just... ain't bad. You ain't bad. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. God, I want to just like... I want to get the, the fucking interdimensional portal gun from Rick and Morty, if for no other reason than to just jump into the other universe real quick where Prince collaborated on Bad and is in the music video. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Just a fucking see. Where he plays the Wesley Snipes part. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, God. that'd be pretty great. Right. That'd be really good. I still love the reason that he wouldn't do it is because Michael Jackson's first line is, your butt is mine. And he's like, no, 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 no. Michael Jackson does not intimidate me. <laughs> fair enough, Prince. He's, yeah, fair enough. He's not wrong. Uh, hey, if Charlie Murphy couldn't intimidate him. God, uh, Prince was unintimidatable. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Miss you, Prince. Right. Anyways. Uh, Guys, let's go to Paisley Park. They're doing tours now. Yeah, you can't. You know you can't take any pictures. Yeah. You got to get a special package to have your picture taken at Paisley Park. Yeah, but yeah, it's it, rough. It, but still, it'd be really cool to go. Open up them faults, dude. They're working on it, man. Yeah. They're working on it. It's nuts. Uh, so, anyways, Face Off is the movie we yeah. watch, and it's about the kid who works at First Avenue in Minneapolis, and the owner of the club just doesn't want him to play his song, <laughs> but goddamn it, he's gonna do it. And along the way, he's gonna make Apollonia show her boobs and then slap her around a little bit. It's gonna be real gross. But don't worry, because Mars Day and the time are gonna. <sighs> show up and then they're gonna slap women around for a little bit. Oh, no. It's gonna be super gross. Whoa. But don't worry, at the end the kid is totally gonna play Wendy and Lisa's song, not give them credit, and claim it as his own. Uh, <laughs> Purple Rain! <laughs> uh, so, uh, at this point now, uh, yeah, so we have Nick Cage here and he's like, I can't wait for my ride to come, I'm gonna leave this jail, and the door opens, his ride is there, and who is it? Oh no, it's him! It's Sean Archer! Played by Caster Troy, played by John Travolta. It's so confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And John Travolta does, he's playing like a mix of pulp fiction John Travolta. Yeah, and, and like there's a little bit of Get Shorty in there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also a like a person who's had cool described to them right. by <laughs> aliens. We can all definitely agree he is not playing Nicolas Cage. No, yeah, no not it's at not all. quite there. There no. is not a trace of Nicolas Cage in this performance. No, and it's crazy because when this movie came out, like he was like the big breakout hit of the movie, and it was like, whoa, man, he's doing such a great Nick Cage thing, and he's playing Nick Cage. Yeah, Travolta was like on the upswing, because he had yeah. just done like Pulp Fiction. Broken Arrow. Yeah. Like, he was like... Uh, I don't know if Broken Arrow counts as his upswing. <laughs> I mean, it made over $100 million. It was a pretty big hit. <laughs> he hey, snarled at that missile. Yeah, but that movie gave us Howie Long, and then that <laughs> led to Firestorm. Firestorm, yeah. The movie that Howie Long was so angry to be in, the picture of Firestorm is him being angry to be in. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that whole thing is still on YouTube, by the way. Is it really? No one has taken it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know what we're doing next time. Right. Firestorm. So, uh, I think what it is is uh, people keep trying to put in complaints to YouTube of just like, hey, we got to take it down. And YouTube just shows them that clip of Lord of the Rings. If you want him, come and claim him. (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to claim Firestorm as you were. You are right. Mm -mm -mm. 
<laughs> so uh, it's a little face-off now. Uh, not a face-off, but just a face-off. Uh, where they're like got Nick Cage and John Travolta playing each other, kind of like going back and forth. Well, Nick Cage at this point, very upset. Sean Archer in disguise. He starts choking the shit uh, out of uh, Caster Troy as himself. Uh, and just yelling, you die now! <laughs> yeah. Which is something he will repeat throughout the movie multiple oh, times. Yeah. Right. Which means that is something either that was lost in translation when the script was written in English, translated into uh, Cantonese or Mandarin or whatever John Woo speaks. I think John Woo speaks Cantonese. And then back into English. Yeah. <laughs> or that's Nick Cage being like, you're a fucking idiot, John Travolta. This is what you sound like. <laughs> you die now! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, fucking Nicolas Cage in this movie is doing, like, uh, he must have studied, uh, like, Brechtian theatrical style because he is a thousand percent acting in quotation marks. <laughs> yes, 100%. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I 100%ed your thousand percent. Oh, no! Uh, so that's uh, too much percent. <laughs> no, what do we do? Ah, uh, we got to get rid of all this percent, dude. Mm. Patrick, hold on to this percent in case the cops show up. <laughs> I can't go back to prison. I got a jacket. <laughs> oh no, the fuzz are here. Eat it. Flush <laughs> uh, so. it down the toilet. They need a warrant to search your toilet. <laughs> oh, my toilet's really old. Don't do that. Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, they have. A little... I gotta say, I've been getting a lot of my legal advice from the movie Go. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, I don't think you should be getting anything from the movie Go. I got aside should... from went. <laughs> right. Uh, I think the the big piece of legal advice that I got from the movie Go is you can't fit a body in a Miata. <laughs> <laughs> How do you drive one though? <laughs> Very carefully. <laughs> Into a rave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that movie doesn't really hold up to scrutiny. No, no. Uh, it's But it is one of the better post-Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino rip-off movies. Sure. Uh, uh, you got that and uh, fucking Cruel Intentions, I guess, sort of, kind of. That movie's just dumb. Cruel sure. Intentions? That can't be the one I'm thinking of. What? I think you're thinking of, like, Boondock Saints. I rarely am. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Or Killing Zoe. Oh, Jesus, that's right. I forgot about that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, anyways. That was what, Roger Avery? I think so. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's another creep. They're all creeps. <laughs> <laughs> He's a murderer creep. Do you hear that, Hollywood? You're all creeps. Call me. Anyways. <laughs> I mean, I'll still take your money. For sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's like I I would never go see like I would never go see like uh, like a Tyler Perry movie sure. like his movies just don't like appeal to me right but if I got the phone calls like yo you want to be in Medea does rodeo clowning like so I'd be like yes yes <laughs> yeah, please right, yeah I do I I'll play the bull right. I don't care <laughs> hop on Medea <laughs> where's my check please yeah kick those spurs into my chest I don't care <laughs> give me give me money money <laughs> so uh yeah so Sean Archer fucks off and he's like you're stupid middle finger middle finger and yeah. takes off with his brother and he gets his brother released 
uh, yeah, he starts working yeah, the system. As a yeah. covert guy, he gets him, uh, uh, cuts a deal. John Travolta goes and defuses the bomb because obviously he knows where it is and he knows what the code is so that he can become a hero cop so that yeah. he can wield even more power in the department. His ultimate goal is to kind of become an untouchable cop so that he can then go about his nefarious plans unhindered. Right, he yeah. can basically get all of his goon companions... Uh, free, and then also his competitors in jail. Yeah, he's going to yeah. eliminate all of his competitors yeah. and then orchestrate his His competitors thing. for c- crime? I don't know, because yeah. it seems like every bad guy we meet knows who he is and has worked for him and is like right? a friend. Yes. It's weird. Yeah. I guess it's like that amorphous crime factory that they fought in Double Impact. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah, right yeah, like yeah. that. He's yeah. simply a producer of crime. Yes. Because uh, so, he's not a drug dealer, because then why would he put a bomb in the convention center? Right. Sure. So, no, and it's made very clear that his baldy friend is the drug dealer. Right. right. And they're doing, the, they're doing the bomb thing for like $10 million. They say that a couple of times. They're getting paid from some militia. Yes. Yeah, by just a rando militia somewhere. Yeah, probably militia. Michigan, probably. I was going to say Michigan. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. It was the 90s. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Gotta watch out for those Wolverines. Well, yeah, I mean, the 90s were like we had so thoroughly defeated the idea of the Soviet Union at that point, but we were still a few years off from, like, uh, Middle Eastern terror. terrorism. Yeah, gotten there. So, really, the only terrorists we were afraid of were American terrorists. Yeah. For some, like, yeah. that was the big movie villain. We're like, but what if the CIA were really terror people? Under siege. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And The Rock. Yeah. Well, The Rock isn't CIA. It's like no, army they're guys. army vets. Right. Yeah, yeah. Who have a legitimate grievance. <laughs> sure, sure. They're a lot like, uh, uh, like it's like, like Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. Right. Like, spoiler alert. He goes about things the wrong way, but he definitely has, like, the right idea. Except this was the 90s where we still wanted, like, straight up, like, no moral gray area, good versus bad. So Correct. We had to do a lot of mental gymnastics to justify killing uniformed Americans. <laughs> sure, correct. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, John Travolta, like, he goes home and like uh, creeps to, on his wife. Yeah, creeps yeah. on creeps on his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then eventually sleeps with his wife. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it should be definitely pointed out that every single human being involved in the plot of this movie is going to need all the therapy. All of it. Years. Years of it. Every single minute of every single day. Because you fundamentally cannot believe in the concept of identity after the events of this movie. Right. Like, you need to invent a whole new branch of therapy to deal with this problem. (laughs) Unless afterwards they watch the movie Identity, and then they're like, oh, that explains everything. And then they top it off with some Johnny Mnemonic just for some yucks. Yeah, well, I mean, that's good shit, right? Yeah, there. right, exactly. Uh, or they could watch The Three. Anyways, um, that's an adaptation joke. You're welcome. No, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. Jesus Christ. Nick Cage plays a lot of movies where he plays Nick Cage a bunch of different times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Nick Cage. I, I always assume that Nick Cage plays at least four different roles in each movie he plays. You just see one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage is actually four different people. Yeah. 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 Well, he, yeah, he's four people. Listen, listen. He just gives a wide range of takes. <laughs> yeah. No, he's four separate people. There's Nick. 
There's Cage, there's Coppola, and then there's Kal-El. And then they <laughs> combine, they form the Cage. Like a Voltron of insane acting. I just, I fucking, there's an episode of Community that I think it's season five where uh, Abed Nadir takes a course on Nicolas Cage, good or bad. And that's the whole college course. Sure. And he's just, it, it is the one question that befuddles and destroys his faith in just the idea of humanity because it is an impossible question to answer and uh, one of the characters brings up I don't know if I just yelled every line at a random volume and did enough movies I'd eventually get an Oscar too (laughs) but he got that Oscar for Moonstruck though no he didn't he got it for Leaving Las Vegas Vegas. Ah. Cher won the Oscar Oscar for Moonstruck you're right yeah Uh, but like holy shit like Nicolas Cage is definitely the shotgun approach to acting (laughs) yes Yeah, he definitely, yeah, that's very 100% like, accurate. Again, yeah, like, like look up, uh, you know, watch any scene of adaptation where it, he is at his most, like, complex and compelling, and then look up any behind-the-scene photos of him playing Ghost Rider <laughs> yeah. in, like, tribal voodoo makeup that is not in the movie. Mm-mm. He's doing it just for himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, gotta, it's gotta keep it real somehow. Yeah. Boy. Uh, so we gotta kind of like speed through here because we're like 40, <laughs> 48 minutes in and this is a long, long movie. movie a lot of stuff happens so yeah uh, at this point uh, there's a, a, a daring jailbreak where Castro Troy that's actually Sean Archer that's Just actually Nick Cage yeah, Nick yeah, Cage Nick Cage Nick Cage is the good guy John Travolta is the bad guy yeah. at this point in the movie gotcha. now yeah. so Nick Cage uh, uh, realize, get, finds out from Thomas Jane the only time they take off the Super Mario Brothers magnet boots is when you're in the clinic. So the he, clinic appears to be just a giant shock therapy station. Yes, yes. yeah, that's what the clinic. So is. he beats up a guard for a cigarette, steals the cigarette in the ensuing riot, gets taken to the clinic, and asks for a light. Nobody thinks it's weird that he brought a cigarette to his right. electroshock. So Again, him a light. It was the '90s. Smoking was everywhere. It was oh, fine. Man, what a world. <laughs> you could smoke in the White House if you were on a tour group. You could smoke on planes. Oh man, do you? I sometimes I still. I mean, some of our listeners out there might not know our pain because uh, we have listeners all over the world. Yeah. Recently, we've had a lot of people in the UK. So if you're what? listening, UK, uh, thanks for listening. Oi, Fosters, oh, Fosters, never mind. We want them to listen again. Oi, oi, it's me, the UK. <laughs> God damn it. We've uh, got a queen over here, we have. That's almost... Dick Van Dyke's our most famous character actor. That's almost as bad as Patrick talking about John Wolf. John Walsh cloning his other son. Uh, you know, our country started as a prison colony. It's the UK. <laughs> damn it. So, we play soccer and we call it football. Oi, oi. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they're allowed to smoke indoors over there. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm just glad John is a bandolier of oi, oi's. <laughs> just reload him at any time. But here, here in, at least in Illinois and the Chicagoland area, you're not allowed to smoke indoors uh, unless it's a tobacconist. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, you gotta get like a license for it. Yeah, you, yeah. you gotta. Yeah, it's weird. But uh, I still sometimes, every now and then, like 
like you go to like a bowling alley and it's like, oh, I wish I could have a smoke right now. I know, right? Like, but the bowling alley still smells of cigarettes and nachos. Well, right. sure, because after- that is in the fabric of the yes. very building itself <laughs> at that point. Well, each one of them is built with like a metric ton of like Virginia Slims yeah. and like Marlboro <laughs> Reds, like a bunch of fucking just cowboy killers yeah. in the foundation, right? Covered in Velveeta. Yeah. Mm. God damn, I love bowling. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, it's the only game where you specifically throw big heavy rocks at sticks. <laughs> and you need no physical acumen in order to accomplish this task whatsoever. Just big heavy rocks and some sticks. And yep. you get bitchin' fashionable shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All those two-tone fucking slippery Fuck shoes. Yeah, slip sliding down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's a, he, <laughs> you you know you're supposed to give them back at the end of the night, right? Never, John. You're not supposed to wear them outside. Never. Wait, but wait, so Patrick, is, is that saying every time you go bowling, you willingly trade in your normal shoes for bowling shoes and then leave with the bowling shoes? It's a fair deal every time I've done it. <laughs> Yeah, you just wear your worst shoes. Yeah, which for me are all of them. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Except so for the ones I got from bowling alleys. Sure. Uh, it is like you're strapping banana peels to your feet. <laughs> you're a walking Mario Kart hazard, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So... Previous to Nick Cage getting electroshock therapy was, hey, our good buddy Dewball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his electroshock therapy turns him into Salmon Grundy, where he's just a big brick house of pain and can yeah. only say his own name and out. Yes. So uh, Nick Cage is like, I didn't sleep with your wife because we found out earlier the reason why Dubov beat him up is because he slept with his wife. He had a sex sandwich <laughs> with his wife and his sister. Right, 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 right. With his wife and the wife's sister or his own sister? Not specified. <laughs> yeah, they just say you're... He said you had a sex sandwich with his wife and his sister. So, all right, so I get the idea. The sex sandwich is obviously a threesome. Correct. With the man in the middle and the woman on either side. So just sure. like regular sex is an open-faced sex sandwich? Yeah, it's like when you get oh, like... Yeah. It's when you get like... It's like bread on the bottom and they just throw a bunch of turkey and then gravy all okay, over yeah. it. But then what's a calzone? <laughs> no one has ever known. Oh, no! I'm pretty sure it's some kind of stromboli. <laughs> I think it's a... I think that's a... Oh, uh, I think it's a... Like a blow bang? <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's the line where you started to feel... Yeah, sad. no, right. He's like, Ooh, You were getting bashful ugh. about that. Well, I don't know if I should say blow bang because, on the air. Because I was going to say bukkake <laughs> and decided to pull back at the last second to blow bang. <laughs> oh, no, it's the bang bus. That's it's the bang bus. All the sex happens oh, inside the bus. The bus itself and the is, bus the is the council. Oh, 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 yeah, we did. That makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Hey, okay. good work, okay. everybody. Yeah. Sorry, the UK. <laughs> I guess what you were talking about would be like the champagne of sex. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, a a bus is what you call. Uh, oh, like we call it a turtle trolley in the UK. We do. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Our police officers don't have firearms in nary a trash can in sight because of the troubles. 
God damn it! it. I'm damn. Now you're officially worse than me, John. I'm never. I'm never telling you when another country listens to this podcast ever again. That's for my own good. (laughs) I think I've proven on this podcast I can't control myself. So uh, he uses Dubov as a as a human battering ram to punch his way out of super jail. Uh, uh, he gets outside of Super Jail. Yeah, and, it's a pretty oh, great action sequence. Yeah, it's pretty too, great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he gets out of Super Jail and it's an oil rig in the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Super Jail is apparently like 300 feet underwater. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I would fucking love if this movie turned out to be a prequel to the Adult Swim show Super Jail starring <laughs> David Wayne. Uh, I wish it was a prequel to uh, Space Jail, or you might know it as Lockout. The Escape from New York or L.A. Guy Pierce ripoff movie that Luke Besson made. But what and if that, it's in space? Yeah, I like to think that this offshore oil rig eventually shoots itself into space <laughs> and becomes space jail. And then someday travels across the galaxy and becomes the Guardians of the Galaxy jail. Yeah. It's one jail just traveling through space and time. It's all the space jails. Yeah, just just go moseying over to whatever galaxy needs a little help just, at that I love time. That, I love right. that it, it's like a... a because obviously the jail is eventually going to age out of the part and you're going to need to replace it with a younger, better jail. So I sure. like to think that it's like a Doctor Who scenario <laughs> where it keeps regenerating every time they get a new showrunner. <laughs> so that they can really put a stamp on the mythos of the jail. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So in your mind, the jail is a living, breathing thing. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Okay, cool. I like it. Yeah. So Nick Cage is attacked by a couple of helicopters, but no helicopters can stop <laughs> Nick Cage None. from swimming... Hundreds of miles? Who knows? You see the coastline in the background? That's got to be like six inches. (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to paint himself a little walkway right to the backdrop. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So he swims back to shore, uh, steals a car, steals a Volvo station wagon. With a built-in car phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a wire and everything. And meanwhile... Oh, right, they called them cords. Yeah, and meanwhile, John Travolta is still... Just nailing, nailing Nick yeah. Cage's wife, or going uh, to the FBI, killing yeah. his boss. <laughs> yeah, beats up his uh, daughter's boyfriend, or slash to be rapist. Fair, it's yeah. Danny Matherson. So yeah, and he well is done. both a real life and in this movie rapist. Correct. And he gets thrown around the car. And here's the thing that makes this movie really hard to watch from like a meta perspective is just like, ooh, I'll bet you got that role, Danny, because of John Travolta, because of your. Scientology connection that is still shielding you from all the legal ramifications of your many sexual assaults. Ooh. Yes, yeah. Because uh, this is really like the first thing I can remember him like being. Well, in. this is '97, yeah. so it would have been like probably just as or just before that '70s show started. I feel like that '70s show was like late '90s, yeah, like turn of the millennium. So yeah, like '98, '99, probably, so it's so probably like a year or two before. Contemporaneous, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah pretty close. Uh, but still pretty close. Yeah, right. This is the movie that got him that show. Yeah, um, they were like, "I like the way you're creepy," and they're like, "He's like, hey, I got all the thetans out of me or inside of me. I don't remember how it works. I'm taking Laura Prepon with me. Hey. Oh no, Laura, get out of there! The call is coming from inside." the Matherson. Masterson. No, that's not how I pronounce it. Okay, good. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> then, then uh, Nick Cage, uh, he tries calling his wife and she's just like, don't ever call me again. And he's <laughs> like, uh, ignore my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my voice. really hard to right. do on the phone. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
This is the only way to contact. It's true. <laughs> so then he decides, well, the only people I know are Baldy McDrug Yeah, Baldy McDrug Dealer and Gina McGershon. Uh, so yeah. he goes to like a, a crime warehouse where they're uh, storing all of their uh, crime. It's a crime penthouse. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is the nicest bungalow. crime factory I've ever seen. Yeah, it is a straight up like beautiful loft apartment that is the size of a mansion. Yeah. It has multiple like lofts and staircases. Big uh, bay windows. Yeah. yeah. Island kitchen. Uh, he does some liquid pill drugs with Baldy McEarring. Well, Baldy yeah. Mc, McEarring, Baldy McDrug Dealer, also has his own Castor Troy humidor o goods yeah. that he presents. It's like uh, how... Ja- gold berettas and chiclets. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you sign a contract to have Jack White play and it's stipulated that you have to provide him with uh, his guacamole upon arrival. Yes. He's got it written into all of his criminal contracts. I need a humidor that contains two golden berettas. Some gum, some joints, some blue pills. Don't tell me what's in them, but do put them in my drink. And yeah. chiclets. And yeah. chiclets. Uh, so yeah, Baldy McDrug dealer puts a little blue pills in the into the glass. He like and... breaks them open like yes. powder, like old school Alka Seltzer. Yeah. And then Nick Cage does the least believable acting he's ever done, which is that he doesn't know how to do do drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, I really enjoy hanging out with this criminal element and having these, how do you say, drugs? Is that? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Then he gets the goofies and he has to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Nick Cage, you've never done drugs. No, he gives the best, I'm going to adopt this in my personal life. He says to the drug dealer, I I need to use the little boy's (laughs) pee-pee room. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, I love it because it's like innuendo wrapped up in explicity. Sure. Yeah. And then, and nobody at this point is like, geez, Kaz seems weird. The well, no, Baldy like, no just more goes, drugs for that guy. No more drugs for this guy, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So then he like passes out, and then like Gina Gershon shows up, and she was just like, let's make out. And he's like, I'm high. And she's like, good, because you're a piece of shit. Anyway, this is your kid. (laughs) Yeah, that's the time to lay it on him. He's like, oh, shit. It's the same age and looks just like my real kid when I was John Travolta. Yeah, and then he's very upset. He immediately hugs the boy and gets... Like, I know Nick Cage is trying to do the look of, like, shock and joy on his face, but it is definitely the look of, like, come with me to my windowless van and we'll <laughs> yeah. drive around for history. And he, he keeps clutches. calling him Michael, his yeah. own son's name. Yeah, he, It's real gross. It's weird. It is very strange. So at this point, John Travolta is launching a full-scale raid on the compound of crime. Sure. Yeah. And we gotta, take, we gotta take a minute to point this out. John, uh, Nick Cage as John Travolta. So John Travolta, the bad guy at this point, Castle yeah. Troy. Uh, impersonating Sean Archer is both an amazing cop because he's taken down drug dealers and terrorists left and right he's a much better husband he's actually paying attention to his wife uh, uh, like that's the entertaining part of the movie is that uh, Caster Troy is a way better Sean Archer than Sean Archer is and oddly Sean Archer is a better Caster Troy than Caster Troy is yeah yeah they're both fixing each other's lives Yeah. yeah you know what 
this movie's real blessing in disguise. Yeah. If everybody didn't die at the end, we could really see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sean Archer, John Travolta's one-man reign of terror uh, lands at Castor Troy's super crime penthouse. And we have a huge fucking shootout. Huge gunfight. Yeah, this is like the, uh, this is like the gunfight. This is the, like, the showstopper. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just blood, guts, gore, sparks, bugs, jumping, exploding. It's great. Yeah, uh, eventually, uh, Baldi gets shot in the neck. Yeah, he dies. Uh, but he's able to Gina Gershon and the baby out, so yeah, that's yeah. okay. But then uh, Castor Troy barely survives and he gets out. And then, but he kills the brother Pollux. Yeah. Yes, he does manage to kill Pollux Troy. So that was uh, and John Travolta sees that his brother is dead and is just creepy upset about it. Uh, and the one of the cops is just like, what are you so upset about? It's just Pollock Troy. And that cop gets shot in the head for yeah, his trouble. And his skull explodes. Yeah, it does. It's a real graphic yeah. shot. And the guy he kills is the guy who plays Gavin Belson on Silicon Valley. And also he, uh, the guy who wrote the movie Captain Fantastic starring Viggo Mortensen. Yeah. The yeah. more you yeah. know. Yeah. Starf. Going across the screen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Whoa, buddy. <laughs> the NBC, the more, the more you know. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Fuck you. <laughs> I know what he's talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're uh, Sean Archer. <laughs> uh, so basically, him. At, at this point, uh, the the villain and the hero have both gained from each other's lives and have taken away from each other's yeah. lives in yes. deeply personal ways. Right. Yeah. So uh, John Travolta uh, has a meeting with his boss, uh, Vic Lazaro, Victor Lazaro, who's played from by Fargo. Yeah, he's pl- fucking just old Canadian man. Yeah, it's so good. Who's in the midst of like dressing him down and having a heart attack at the same time. Right. Like the heart attack is interrupting his yelling. Yeah. yeah, and then just to speed it up, John Travolta punches him in the chest. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. And kills him, and then calls like, yeah. and now that makes him the acting director of the FBI. Right. Or whatever whatever they yeah. are. Meanwhile, Nicholas Cage finally goes home and like encounters Joan Allen and is able to kind of convince her that he is John Travolta right. in a Nick Cage face. They have different blood types and if she tests the blood types she'll see that they're different people. Right. And sure enough she does go to work and is able to do that. And she does it because she's a doctor. Yes and she's able to just shoot the blood into a computer and then look into a microscope and then look at the computer and it goes beep 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah. Apri or whatever yeah, it is, I don't remember. I was paying attention. She looked at the blood cells, and the little blood cells were Nick, Nick Cage's little, little Nick Cage's screaming yeah. at each other. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, Nick Cage is also at the hospital, and he's just like, ah, oh, you know, I I thought you would, you know, I knew you would come. Yeah. Uh, uh. He's got a bullet wound, so she dresses the wound, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Uh, Nick Cage says, get our daughter away. Uh, you know, I'm gonna try to come to this funeral and try to fucking take down the bad guy. And she's like, well, I can get our daughter away, but if I try to, like, not be there, he's going to know something's up, so I have to be at the funeral. Uh, so, basically, all roads are leading to this climactic fight at, yeah, at sure. the funeral. Uh, funeral. The funeral is at a 
church? Some weird. It's a Catholic like, it's church. A, it's, a, it's an. It's. It appears to be a very Asian-inspired Catholic church. Yeah. On the beach. It doesn't right, have any like solid walls. There's no doors. It's yeah. just. It's a. It's one of those pop-up churches. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. flowing curtains as doors. Like, like the fucking Deadpool bar that pops up for a night. Right. It's a pop-up right. church. Yeah. There's seagulls and doves, doves. co-mingling, right. which is ridiculous. Everyone knows they are bitter enemies. <laughs> exactly. Um, and this is like the setup for the final like big showdown of the movie. So while the priest is giving his priestly funeral sayings in really terrible Latin. Yeah. Uh, Latin that he learned phonetically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and says with no confidence. Mm-mm. So Nick Cage slowly breaks in. He's getting nice... It's a, it's a John Woo final action sequence, so yeah. everybody's in suits. Right, yeah. everybody's in suits. The, again, those doves are there as yes. a sort of signature yep. shot. Uh, the You know, everybody else, the funeral ends, everybody else leaves. Nick Cage is giving final respects to the body of Christ, I guess. I don't yes. know what he's doing, but John uh, he's definitely get, he definitely uh, behind him. Yeah, well, yeah. He, and he leaves behind a picture... Right, he's giving sacraments for his dead son. Yes, yeah. and yeah. then John Travolta finds the picture and realizes that, oh no, Nick Cage is here. Yeah. And then it becomes like a showdown between those two guys. Yeah. And he's, John Travolta's got Joan Allen, and then Nick Cage's got a gun on him. And they're like, ha-ha, and then... It's Gina, a real... Then Gina Kershaw comes in and puts some guns on some people, and then the other goon comes in and puts some guns on some people. And then some cops come in and, and they got guns on some people. people. Yeah, it's beyond Mexican standoff. Yeah, no. We've gone... Yeah. What did you say, John? I think you said Bulgarian standoff? <laughs> I know, we've gone full, like, uh, Central America standoff. Yeah, we've just gone to... A whole continent's worth of standoffs. Yeah, so yeah. many standoffs. Yeah, so yeah. many standoffs. Uh, and then they all somehow managed to fire guns at each other yeah. while standing right there. And the only people that don't get hit are Nick Cage, John Travolta, and Joan Allen. Right. right. Everybody uh, else bites it. In fact, uh, what's her name? Like, takes a bullet for Nick yeah. Cage. Gina Gershon, Gina yes. Gina Gershon takes a bullet And for then Nick with Cage. her dying words says, hey babe, like, right in front of Joan Allen, who sees the whole thing and she's like, mm. yeah. yeah. Well, she's been banging that other guy, though. True. Uh, I mean, technically, she didn't know. Yes. Or something. Uh, Again, everybody's tenuous grasp and reality is just flying totally out the window. Shattered. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. nobody's having a regular yeah. life after this, ever. So then we go move on to the gunfight in the garden, where the daughter gets brought in. Where yes. John Travolta seems to have, like, a 9mm pistol that is fully automatic and has, like, 190 rounds. Yeah, I don't know what gun that was supposed to be. <laughs> well, it's very It's weird. like the dread gun, with, like, eight <laughs> yeah. different kinds of ammo. It scans your fingerprints so only the judge can use it Correct. and you gotta like voice activate what firing mode you want to put it on yeah. yeah and the firing mode they've chosen is all the time Yeah, <laughs> you put in the code for unlimited ammo he yeah. never uh, has to I can't remember what I think it's Destiny the video game that has a gun that shoots guns <laughs> I think that's what this gun is yeah. oh I like that right yeah, definitely uh, so yeah then they fight uh, there's a part Nick Cage finally gets John Travolta like in a headlock and then his daughter shows up and he's like it's that classic you gotta shoot us both Spock moment yeah Yeah, so she shoots Nick Cage by like just wings him yeah John Travolta is like ugh no daughter yeah he's like no no daughter daughter of mine would shoot so wide and I mean he's not wrong yeah. He's a very talented marksman. And he's like, come on, dad. Well, here's the thing about the marksmanship in this he movie. He can't hit the other hero. Yeah, our two heroes, if they're aiming at each other, can't hit anything even remotely close to them. If they're firing at anybody else, they are 
pinpoint accurate yeah. from hundreds of yards away with through fully, obstacles doesn't with matter with fully automatic handguns. <laughs> yeah, dudes. They here's the thing: is they both practice the secret. Oh. So you put that energy out in the world, and the bullets are just gonna curve. So they've all got like like fucking vision boards. Yeah, exactly, and all of their vision boards are them not getting shot. Gotcha. Ooh, that is all of my vision boards. I was gonna say, I've got a lot of pictures of me not getting shot. Yeah, this is perfect. No, definitely. Yeah, I would say at least 98% of the pictures of me are me not, <laughs> not getting, getting shot. shot. Yeah. Yeah. And the other 2% of me, I might be getting shot, but you can't tell in the picture. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's that one where you get hit with the t-shirt cannon. Sure. I mean, that's a gray area. It's a class. There's the one where I photoshopped my own face on a contestant for supermarket sweeps. Because <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. Yeah. Uh, if and when supermarket sweep makes its comeback, <laughs> you better believe I'm going on that show. Oh, I'll, fuck yeah. I'll diapers s- and filet mignon. No, no, no. Diapers, ham, the giant roasts, <laughs> formula, and then oh, weird yeah. skincare products. Oh, That's the way to go. Good yeah. call. Weird skincare. Believe me, man. I know how to do Because you can fit a lot of that shit in oh, your yeah, car. You Fucking dum-dums that go for the canned goods. What are you what even are you doing? doing? No, no, what no, are you no. doing? Waste of time. Oh. Also, dog food is not a bad idea in a pinch. Yeah. They, uh, pots and pans are always usually really oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Believe yeah. me, good. man. Amazon Prime has <laughs> 20 episodes of Supermarket Sweep. I watched them all in like two days. Nice. Um... Jammed up on supermarket sweep. Oh, you go for the cheese board too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that cheese, cheese adds up. Big quick. cheese wheels. Yeah. yeah. That's also just you know personal taste. Yeah, right. of course. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Nick Cage and John Travolta are now on the final sweep. So they both have two minutes to get through the grocery store. Now they can only take five <laughs> items of each. That's only five of each item. It's true. Now here's so the thing: if you go to the international bread center, here's what I need you to bring me. I need you to bring me one French roll, uh-huh. two donuts, oh, no. and a cornbread. <sighs> That's worth one hundred and fifty dollars. And then, of course, we've got our bonuses throughout the supermarket, and those are all worth $250. Uh, I do a great impression of that guy, believe me. What Uh, is his name? Uh, Supermarket McSweepy. No, he's like a famous guy. It's David something. Oh, God. Uh, I think it's like Wit or Whip or something. It's Dave. He's the, they always have like some supermarket pun at the beginning. It's like, he's the Prince of Potatoes. Give it up for your host. Fuck. <laughs> Didn't you just watch every episode? You're like a month ago. I don't have any. I don't have object or name permanent. All right, all right, all right. Anyway, they hop on their uh, grocery cart speedboat. What's the thing coming out of your arm? I don't have object permanent. <laughs> oh, God damn it! They were my fingers. Patrick got really yeah, worried. I thought I was gonna get like Wolverine claws. I'm a good actor. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the the fight goes from the garden to the speedboats, like all fights do. Yeah, yeah. and then the speedboats go through another boat. Yeah. They like speedboat chariot race yeah. each other, and yeah. then they just blow the shit out of a police boat inexplicably. Yeah, and then they slam into. There's a, a fight on the speedboat where John Travolta's got the anchor and is swinging it wildly yeah. Yeah. at Nick Cage, who falls in the water and grabs a chain and starts body skiing. Yeah, yeah eventually getting himself onto his feet. And and remember, at this point, he's not wearing any shoes. He's gone pretty much full diehard. Yeah. Uh, and he's like on his fucking feet and he's water skiing. They blow through the thing and they land uh, exploding yeah, the, the boat. Like flips over and explodes. Yeah. Yes. And, then and they're they on the sends beach. them flying about 400 feet 
into very shallow concrete right. covered yeah. water where they then have a fisticuffs fight. They yeah. like struggle to get onto their feet and it's uh, my only point of reference is something neither of you will get but it's like the final boss fight in Metal Gear Solid 4 where it's just two old guys lazily <laughs> punching each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go look it up yeah. on YouTube. It's great. And sure. eventually Nick Cage gets a harpoon. <laughs> A He's got a harpoon gun. gun. Yeah. Uh, and he tries to shoot uh, John Travolta, who somehow has the reflexes of a fucking god and yeah. stops it before he it fires. Grabs he grabs the whole thing. Yeah. So he grabs the rope that the harpoon is. Yeah, and then he's like, he basically is admitting defeat. But he's like, but just remember, every time you look into the mirror, you're going to see this, my face. And then he starts cutting his fucking face up. With yeah, a to make his face unusable. He's giving right. himself the Mason Verger treatment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like when your city is getting sieged by the Huns and you're like, well, you may take this, but you will not have our resources for we have salted the very soil of our town. Yeah, so he just squirts some red dots of goo on his face with a piece of fake glass. Yeah, it's real yeah, shitty. It's yeah. pretty bad. It does uh, not do enough. And then he gets kicked in the balls and harpooned in the chest. Yeah, and then dies immediately. Yeah, yeah. Then the Margaret. I, we always forget that Margaret Cho is the cop. Yeah, yeah. Because she's got like all of three lines. Yes, but she gets you know. A billing though, yeah, like she's correct. one of the first yeah. names you see. So she comes in with her, and they now they 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 know that he is actually John Travolta in disguise. Yeah, it's all fixed up, and then it just fades to white. So every time you've said John Travolta in disguise, I just hear da 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 da. Transformers. Yeah, Travolta's in disguise. <laughs> Less I would than meets oh, the eye. Shit, I would totally buy a toy that's John Travolta that transforms into Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds rad as fuck. There has to be like a fucking shitty Todd McFarlane action figure <laughs> that's like a Nick Cage head and then you press a button on the back and like a flip yeah, it flips over around, yeah. and it's fucking John Travolta. It's gotta be there. Uh, and it comes with like a fucking fat suit that you clip onto the outside. <laughs> yeah. So then he comes home. Uh, he comes home to his family. He's back to being John Travolta. He does this thing. There's something in this movie that we haven't talked about yet. I just want to bring it up. Face rub down. It's yeah. He he does this thing uh, to his people he loves, his wife and his daughter, which uh, I would call it hand mopping their brow. Yeah. He yeah. basically just creepily like drags his fingers across their face. It's yeah. like in like in a movie where like. Oh no, my brother's dead, but his eyes are still open, and I gently close them. Yeah, yeah. that's the exact hand motion that he's using on his family. <laughs> on his family. But do you ever notice when people do that? They never touch their actual eye sockets, but somehow the eyes always close. Always close. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. But yeah, he's just fucking like hand mopping everyone's faces left and yeah. right. Uh, and he and does like, I brought a surprise. It's yeah. another child. Yeah. So he shows up after all this thing is done. He's fine. Somehow, even though the doctor who did the original surgery was burned alive. Yeah. Some. And the whole facility was burned. Yeah. And some random doctor is like, yeah, I think I can put that face back on your face. Yeah. yeah no problem. <laughs> Hi, hey, everybody. Hi, Hi Dr. Dr. Nick. <laughs> uh, hey. Thanks for finally doing that Nick Cage impression, <laughs> right? Right there. So, uh, yeah, he shows so, yeah, up. John Travolta brings a kid that was the age that his kid was when he got shot. And it's yeah. Castor Troy's kid. Right. It's Castor Troy's kid. So just like layers upon layers. Yeah, he yeah. walks in, he's like, I hope this is okay. <laughs> yeah. Immediately, his daughter's like, ah, 
little puppy grabs him and is like, let me show you your room. Which is his dead son's room. That hasn't been touched since he was murdered. In five years. And they make a point that every year on his dead son's birthday, they go visit the grave site. Yeah. So are they going to bring new kid to old kid's grave every year? Yeah. And they're going to take toys away from new kid and put it on dead kid's grave. And And they're going to be like, this is what you have to live up to. And daughter is going to wake up in cold screaming sweats about the time that her dad licked her face. Yeah. Yeah. While holding her at gunpoint. And like new kid is going to wake up in screaming terrors that like the face of his biological dad's mortal enemy is now raising him. And he's going to break through the windows and shoot everyone he knows. Right, because that kid is in that massive penthouse gunfight. Yeah. Like that kid's just there the whole time. But it's okay. He's wearing headphones listening to the worst Judy Garland ripoff. But it's not, yeah, it's not even Judy Garland. It's like a shitty, like, goth version of Somewhere Over the the Rainbow. Rainbow, Like, it's missing, all it's missing is, like, a little industrial drums to be a Marilyn Manson cover. Right. It's like a slow and downbeat version. And like, you know that his wife is going to periodically test the blood of the man <laughs> right? sleeping next to him. Yeah. Just in case it, I don't know, turns out to be the head of the FBI, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and then that's where the movie ends. <laughs> and then we're done. Yeah. It just yeah, done. stops. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, good friends, is a face off. And we'll be right back with bullet points. Pew, pew. And our very first bullet point is body count. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of Face Off is? Do windows count? Nope. 97. Ooh, okay. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Face Off is? I'm going to go with the substantially lower, 52. Judging by Price's Right rules. The only rules that count. The whoever gets the closest without going over. Patrick, you are the winner. It's, it's 54. Oh, you are shit. super close. Wow. Wow. Well nice. done, guys. Yeah, right. 54 deaths. I feel like that's super low. Yeah. I feel like so yeah. many more people yeah. bite it. Right. Um, maybe next time we do count windows, just so it sounds more, <laughs> better, more yeah, impressive. Yeah. Windows well, and boats. Yeah. I gotta be honest, I'm going off the, like, airplane hangar fight where I'm pretty sure 40 guys die, but then later he only names, like, six people. Sure. Yeah. Right. Good point. Good point. Uh, so that's gonna move us on to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. Patrick. Best kill. <laughs> this is a terrible thing to say is the best kill, but it's fucking gruesome, and it's right in the beginning, and so I kind of was like, it really kind of sets the tone for this movie, and it's the killing of uh, the unfortunate uh, airplane maitre d' lady. Yes. Because not only does she get her head, like, just blown off uh, point-blank range, she drops, like, a sack of potatoes onto the tarmac and then gets run over by everybody. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. There's something about that that's just visceral. It's super gruesome. Yeah. and super rough. It's also a terrible dummy that they drop oh, off the yeah. plane. Yeah, no, it is a sack of potatoes yes. wearing women clothes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, best kill. A uh, random cop in the crime factory shootout. Okay. Uh, there's one where like a billiards table gets flipped over and then shotgun shot into a cop. <laughs> <laughs> and then that cop and billiards table fall off of a railing. <laughs> of course. It's all the staples. Nice. Sure, nice. sure. 
Uh, that sounds that's a really good kill. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I gotta go for Gavin Belson exploding the skull. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the there's there's so many kills in this movie, and like most movies, when someone gets shot, they kind of just go and fall over. Yeah. This one is a brutal, cold blooded shot to like run, not it's not between the eyes. No, it's, it's a good right two inches up. Yeah. yeah. It's where his infinity stone would be if he right. were uh, fucking the vision. Right. And it's traveling at an upward trajectory. Yes. Like and it's it not goes, dead on. It goes through his skull and explodes it from yeah. the inside. And, and like you see the hinge that is the back yeah. of his skull. Yeah. Like flop, flop. Yeah. You see the skull cap pop off and then yeah. just red on Kind of like the Frankenstein monster from Van Helsing. Sure. Like he's got just like a metal like screw cap and underneath is like the brain. Yeah. And then he's like, don't let Dracula get to me. <laughs> I have completely forgotten Van Helsing. Yeah, well, you, that's because it was bad. Good for you, friend. <laughs> yeah. It will haunt my nightmares forever. <laughs> Moving on to our next bullet point, war crimes. War crimes. John, tell me about some war crimes. I'm going to say the extrajudicial nature of stealing somebody's face and putting it on your own face. Sure. That seems like if there's a law, it'd be a it. Sure. I mean, it definitely reeks of sort of like Mengele-esque medical things. Because for them to know you can do it, they, they had you to had try. to have done it. They had to try, right? Yeah. yeah, the doctor has. It's That's not like, point. oh, we have this experimental procedure and I'm not yeah. sure it's going to work. No, the doctor is totally like, hey, we can put your face on this guy's face. Yeah. I do it every Tuesday with hobos. I was about to say, there's legitimately like a whole other movie that takes place before this yeah. of Comfior stalking hobos <laughs> yeah. in Los Angeles. Dr. Moreau. Yeah, and just like cutting faces off and throwing them into vats of goo to save them for later. Right. And I guess, like, the worry about, you know, the current surveillance state getting so much power and growing so quickly before we can actually notice what rights we're actually giving up pales in comparison into just, again, obliterating the very concept of identity. Sure. Absolutely. Screw identity. (laughs) Patrick. War crimes. I'm gonna go with an unlisted, unregistered, specifically not documented, documented by any international like oversight committee, black site prison at the bottom of an oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> like that can't be acceptable. Yeah, because if I mean, I mean, granted, in just a few years, George Bush will make it so. Sure. But at this point... It's still the Clinton years. uh, uh, Point of order, that prison is almost entirely on land. (laughs) Almost. That is a good point. That is a good point. It is in a bay. I was going to say, it's a bay. Yeah, it's a bay. Uh, yeah, the, I and, love and the, the, the thing is, like, it is a hidden prison yeah. under the water, and that's that is legitimately underneath a w- seemingly working oil rig. Yeah, no. When he gets into the prison, the first thing the guard says to him is like, "The UN doesn't know anything about us." <laughs> yeah. So when I say your ass is mine, it's mine. You're like, "Holy oh, shit, buddy!" <laughs> yeah, this is bad news. That's a legit war crime. That's the war crimeiest war crime I think we've had in a while. Right? <laughs> uh, Mark, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to go with the planting of biological weapon inside of a civilian uh, uh, area oh, is yeah, probably a yeah, war crime. Yeah, um, yeah. We, I yeah. mean, it, it is just the L.A. Convention Center. <laughs> sure, but we're launching missiles into Syria for pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Though we do have the courtesy of warning both foreign governments beforehand. Well, I mean, the last thing we want is to war with Russia. 
Sure. Like, it doesn't seem like the news agrees with me every day. But personally, I'd like to say, let's not get into World War with Russia. Fucking pussy. Uh, uh, so anyways, please don't fight me, Russia. <laughs> And UK, please don't fight me. Come nah, find fuck John those Rooney. Bricks. We're two and zero against you, UK. <laughs> no, come on! I just told you we've got a lot of listeners lately in the UK, and then this guy over here is just doing the. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> We're gonna burn down your white house again, like it's eighteen twelve. Fucking fresh oil, oil, thanks, John. <laughs> Fucking. Chimney McSweep over here. <laughs> and now you're showing up. You're challenging them all to a fight. Yeah, well, again, 2-0. I mean, look, and here I am yelling at you, not like a couple weeks ago on this very podcast, did I not very blatantly uh, tell the monarchy of England if they came to my house, started shoving me around and saying they're going to quarter soldiers in my place, I'd fight back. Yeah, here's the thing. I refuse to recognize this United Kingdom. To yeah. me, it's still England, Wales, Ireland, and Scotland. There's no United Kingdom. Right. And, I mean, if Brexit goes through, he'll be right. Oh, God. <laughs> I made myself... Back to- I made myself sad and scared. <laughs> we can go back to the days of an independent Cornwall. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, babe, did you have a, uh, something to say? Yeah, you're also married to a member of the Commonwealth, so we might actually have to keep those soldiers in our home if they come knocking. <laughs> oh, shit! This guy's a syrup-drinking pussy! Oh, no, no, yeah. Yeah, you married syrup drinkers, though, D. You, nothing but respect. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, syrup is really good, though. I'm not gonna lie. Real syrup, not that Aunt Jemima shit. Oh, yeah, no. Not pancake syrup, maple syrup. Uh, anyways, uh, my war crime, nuclear, uh, a, a, a weapon of mass destruction that's biological in nature. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, when you've got crime. a, when you've got a bomb that has two, like, super soaker tanks of different <laughs> colored goo that right. need to be combined. Of just evil. Yeah. Sure. Uh, bonus war crime that when it was disarmed, the thing that says, you disarm me is a woman who opens her shirt to yes. show cartoon boobs. Yeah, it yeah, was, this uh, was, uh, was suit Larry. Yeah, yeah. All of their programming. And when you press the buttons for the code a little like red like hot rock fireball shows yeah. up this was again the 90s were a time where we we had no understanding of the areas that like UI design would go into we thought that every computer program would be like a sentient being right sure. with its own personality and yeah. screen and pain. Sean Archer's computer when he turns on goes greetings Archer yes <laughs> yeah. we're weird. not that far oh, removed from the movie hackers where the computer virus literally screams in pain <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. fucking Tron is a documentary. Sure. Uh, okay, that's gonna bring us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is Face Off an action movie? Yeah, yeah. There are like four epically long, I would say an hour and 20 minutes altogether worth big action sequences. Huge gunfights, there's a speedboat race, and I, I lost count of how many things blew up. Mm, John, is Face Off an action movie? Uh, Yeah, it's a delivery service for Sparks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very nice, yeah. Uh, Mark, is Face Off an action movie? Oh, yeah, it's the 90 of action oh, yeah, movies. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, probably up there with, like, Con Air, The Rock, 
it as even though it's a John Woo movie, it I feel like it has more in common with Michael Bay films. Sure. Yeah, it definitely feels like producers had a very tight grip on this production. Right, yeah. right, right. Probably because they saw Hard Target and they were like you're not going to have a, a Wolford Brimley running around in a bad case of accident <laughs> shooting a bow and arrow, are you? And John Woo was like, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, so, yeah, i definitely consider it an action movie. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, final reviews of Face Slash Off, John. A good slash movie. Patrick. I need more Nicolas Cage in my life. Mark. I second both of those things. They're both 100% right. I need all the Nick Cage yeah. in my life. He, you know, he did an interview recently where he said he was only going to be acting for another couple of years. Aww. That made me really sad. How old is he, though? Not that old. Maybe 50-something? Yeah. He's got to be getting close to 60. I would, I, 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 but I want, like, 70-year-old, 80-year-old Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. Master craftsman Nick Cage? <laughs> no, I want insane 90-year-old Nick Cage like I want screaming Nick, at people on yeah, film. I want Nick Cage to enter the phase of his career that Al Pacino is currently in. Oh God. Yes. We're like, he's too well respected for anyone to say no to any of his choices and he's gonna use that power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need Nick Cage to show up in a dumb Adam Sandler movie doing a fucking Dunkin' Donuts commercial is what we need. <laughs> Just wait, man. Nick Cage doing Shakespeare in the Park. I'd, I'd go see I'd, that. I'd go fucking see that. Yeah, too. are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. 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 I'll yeah. watch Nick Cage do anything on stage. Again, especially if, like Pacino, they do a documentary about his rehearsal process. Oh, yeah, right, yes. right. I have uh, a feeling his rehearsal process for Shakespeare is throwing, is unbounding the script, throwing the pages in the air, and the order they fall is the order of the show <laughs> that day. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. But what they don't tell you is that it's pages from all of Shakespeare. <laughs> right, right. They just pull 50 and chuck them. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of Body Counts and Beer, where we talked about face slash off. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Brown. I've got my face back, John Rooney. Oh, yeah, good for you, buddy. Uh, but it's weird, though, that you didn't put your face back on. Back no, back. I like this look. It's you all like the bloody note. and stuff. Yeah. People are not going to sit next to me on the bus, and that's what I've always wanted. I think you are greatly underestimating people's ability to sit next to weirdos on buses <laughs> in the city. <laughs> well, he smells like urine and he's grabbing a lot of things that he can only see in his mind, but like, boy, there's like 12 stops. I need a, I need a little sit down. <laughs> I'm going to take some chances. And we'll see you next time. Good day. Night. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Boris, and Natasha Bromley. John, Eyes of an Angel Rooney, and Mark, look who's talking Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts or find podcasts are pervade, and leave us a rating or review. Like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. Where did the music go?